All right. Welcome back to the Midwest Coast Pod. Uh, unfortunately, Jack cannot make it again this week. Um, so joining me, as always, as it seems like, uh, Phil. Phil, how you doing? Pretty good, Nick. Um, glad that we finally made it out of the subarctic temperatures and uh, ready to get into March Madness here, heating it up. So glad to be on. That's right. Um, so this is coming off of a Badger loss to Iowa um, that we will uh, dive deep into. Um, but, Phil, I need to start you out with, with something that I, I genuinely laughed um, by myself uh, audibly tonight. And oh. it was um, – so every year, the site called Fangraphs, um, and they – they do a, a great job at, um, you know, charting every pitch and, you know, exit velocities and, you know, kind of, kind of the more, um, advanced stats. Um, sure. and, um, so they came out with their, uh, postseason odds. Um, and, uh, they posted on their Twitter, and some, so there's 162 games in a season. So it's, I mean, it's lengthy. I mean, a lot right. of stuff can happen, right? Right. They came up with their percentages uh, of each team for um, their projected postseason odds. And the Baltimore Orioles have a 0.0% chance of making it. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, not even a prayer. That's almost impossible. <laughs> That's almost... not even a prayer. <laughs> zero point zero. I mean, that. So if that's basically saying if all of their guys outperformed uh, their projections, that they would still not make it. That is hard to believe. I mean, who's running that show? That's hard to do. I I actually saw on the timeline today that um, the Pirates had the lowest. Um, win total at Caesars since, I mean, it's been like 50 years um, at like 58 wins. And even they have a 0.4% chance. <laughs> uh, the Orioles might as well not even take the field. That's what it sounds like. So yeah. um, your Brewers, uh, by and we, you know, we might end up, getting into uh, an MLB season preview here as um, as kind of the sports news kind of um, winds down. But um, your Brewers have a 35.4% chance. I'll take it. Yeah. No, that's not bad. I, that's not bad. Right. Um, I mean, especially with the reincarnated corpse of Travis Shaw running third base, I say we have a fighter's chance. Right. Well, and, 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 um, just quickly going through the central, um, you have the Cardinals have the best odds. They're only at 36.2% chance. Um, and then the Cubs at 21.8, uh, the Reds at 18.7 and then obviously the Pirates. So, um, so the, the Brewers have the second best odds, um, at 35.4. You wouldn't think that's very big, but that's actually not that bad. So. No, I mean, you know what they say about the NL Central, it's anybody's race out there. That's right. That's right. Um, Phil, so uh, 
you and I both watched the Iowa game. Um, did you did you catch the last game against Michigan? Uh, I caught enough of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't we all? Didn't we all? Yeah. Um. So Phil, what I I I, I guess I just like to hear kind of your general thoughts on the game, and then we can kind of um, get into it a little deeper. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I know that I can get caught up being prisoner of the moment guy, so I'm going to try and add a little nuance to my takes here tonight. Um, I would say that the Badgers, man, it's – you could watch 15 minutes of a game and they won't score a bucket. And I know that part of that is just the ball not going in the hoop and whatnot. But at some point, and you know me, I'm a Greg Gard fan. I hope that he's the head coach of the Badgers for the next 15 years. But at some point, you have to mix something up and put some offensive juice in, even if it takes you out of the character of your game. Um, And shooting percentages are going to be what they are, and maybe there's nothing that you can really do about it. But, man, it's frustrating to watch those guys run around on the court shooting and you just, there's just, you have no confidence in it going in. And then all of a sudden you'll have three minutes where Brad Davison is fucking big shot Bob and he's just not missing a single thing. So I don't know. It's, it's weird because you have a group of guys who we all praise their, you know, we got six seniors and all this leadership and all this, but it's like they forget how to play basketball and have no direction sometimes. And it's just hard to watch. So I guess that's kind of my take on where we are right now. Um, I'll kind of kick it over to you. Let you have a little more, uh, you watch this team a little more religiously than I do. So I'm curious to hear what you think. Yeah. I mean, you know, usually on a badger loss, um, I am, upset because they, they didn't do something right. Um, and I was pretty upset after the Michigan game because it wasn't just that they couldn't put the ball in the hoop, um, which is starting to become a trend. But, um, you know, their, their rebounding was just abysmal. And that was ultimately the deciding factor. And you can't, you can't screw things up um, – that are so fundamental to the game that are, that are so instrumental to the, the Wisconsin style of play like rebounding um, to, and then, you know, think that your talent is just going to end up winning the game. Um, With that being said, I, I really didn't find myself upset the entire Iowa game. And, and, and here's why. And it's because um, my overall opinion of the game is that uh, I thought that for the most part, Wisconsin actually found good shots, which I, I would say that they, they normally do, Um, but they normally screw something up really bad. And um, tonight I thought that they rebounded well. Um, I thought that they played pretty good defense. I mean, Iowa hit some tough shots, and and you can expect that. Um, and there's nothing you can really do about it, and you just need to keep playing. And I I thought that that they did. They played with pretty good energy. Um, 
Is there a chance, Phil, that this team is actually just not very talented and that they they um, just vastly outperformed their capabilities at the end of last year and that this is kind of what the team is and you're hoping for that that sort of outperformance, um, but really that's actually not the law of averages and that this is kind of who they are. It's just kind of a, a team who's not – who actually isn't very good at basketball um, and kind of does the fundamentals. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually had the thought earlier tonight, you know, why do we have so many guys who are 23, 24 years old? The reason they're still playing college basketball is because we don't have anybody that was good enough to make the lead to the NBA. Um, And obviously the Badgers don't produce that many NBA athletes. And that's kind of a, Poor comparison. I know it's just a lot of guys whose ages lined up, but the point stands that like we really don't have any dogs on this team. I mean, we go through spurts where you'll have like three Demetric Trice games, and that's great. And then you'll have a really great Nate Reavers night, and that's awesome. And then like tonight, you have five minutes where Brad Davison is the hero that we remember from his freshman year, but nobody is consistent enough to actually call them a, a great ball player i think you're right we've got some really great fundamentally sound basketball players who if there was an alpha dog on this team we'd probably have a top 10 ball club because these guys are great in terms of like providing depth and playing good ball and just not you know turning the ball over and trying to focus on playing good defense but man it i think you're right maybe we aren't as the ceiling is not as high as what we all thought maybe it was last year. And honestly, if, if there was a normal um, tournament last year and we got crushed in the second round, like we normally do, we probably wouldn't have had as high of expectations as this team as we did when FPI crowned us champions last year. So maybe you're right. Maybe they're not that good. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I actually, so Iowa, Iowa uh, tonight actually ended up shooting 51% from the field and 63% from three. Um, and I still thought that the, that Wisconsin actually played pretty good defense. Um, they held Iowa to um, just over 10 points uh, less than their average for the season. Um, I thought that they, they pressured the ball. Well, I, even though, and this, People are going to really think that I'm an idiot here, but um, but even though Garza went for 30, you know there there were times where they they kind of pressured him um, to where either he or another guy ended up turning the ball over, and and ultimately that's why um, Wisconsin won won the the turnover battle by six. Um, so I, you know. There's not one guy on Wisconsin who can just shut down Garza. That's just not going to happen. Um, but I mean, you know, McCaffrey, he had, he ended up with four points and um, I, and th- those must've been garbage time points because he, I, he, he had zero late in, into the, the second half. So, you know, they, they kind of let, let Garza do his thing and, and everyone else kind of, you know, I mean, besides Wieskamp, who, um, by the way, Wieskamp is shooting, um, they, 
they showed the graphic, and it's pretty late in the season. Wieskamp is shooting 49% from three. He was five for six. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. That guy is lights out. It's insane. He's so good. I mean, the I, you know, I I remember a lot of good three point shooters um, in college basketball. I've been watching college basketball for a long time. Uh, I don't remember a guy as good as him. Um, on, that's honest to God. I mean, he was five for six tonight, and some of those were were contested. And he just doesn't care. He 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 does not care if there's a hand in your face. Um, if he has his feet set and he, he kind of steps into it, um, you're kind of expecting it to go in, but, um, you know, ultimately, um, ultimately, you know, this team, they're not as good as Iowa. Um, Iowa probably doesn't shoot that well all the time, but even so I was way more talented than, than Wisconsin, I think. And, and um, this team wins doing other things. I thought they did those other things tonight. Your comment on guard is interesting because I want guard to to be there, you know, forever. Um, and I'm a bit I'm a big fan. I I had the feeling tonight as though this was an this was a not very talented team. Um, who was well coached and that, you know, people may look at me sideways in that point too, but um, ultimately the coach can't make the ball go in. Um, ultimately, you, you know, you're going to need talent. You're going to need scores right now. Um, this team doesn't have it. Um, but I think there were flashes with Potter Um Potter grabbed an offensive board in the first half where he didn't end up making the shot, but he got fouled. And I thought this is going to be a Potter game. And it, it absolutely was. Um, he ended up playing 30 minutes. Um, and to, um, to compare that Reavers actually only played 10, 10 minutes tonight. Um, so the, I think that's probably the step, the, um, kind of a step in the right direction um, heading into the, to the later part, part of the season. But Potter ended up with 23 points, 11 boards. He played hard. Um, he played with energy. And I think, you know, if, if, if they're going to end up winning some games um, heading into the Big Ten tournament, I think they're going to need him. Oh, that's fine. And, all of that's fine and good. I guess I'm I'm still coming to terms with the fact that this is a team that we all thought was going to be better than like just a good team that you hope to win a game or two. Like I don't know, I, I, and there's not a lot like you said. You look at the roster, and there isn't a lot of guys that you can just shake for some offensive juice. So it's going to be what it is. I hope that you know, they win a few games in the tournament and that they give us something to watch. But um, all in all, maybe just got to wait for some of the talent that he's been recruiting to kind of mature and kind of see where this program goes. Yeah, I, you know, it's kind of, um, this kind of makes you think, you know, what would you rather have 
a great record and play in um, a not so strong conference, you know, maybe like Gonzaga, for instance. Or would you rather be in the very middle of the conference, which is probably where Wisconsin is going to end up, probably right in the middle, um, in the strongest conference in the country? Um, and how does that fare going into the tournament? Um, that's yet to be seen, but I can tell you what, these guys are going to be bat- battle-tested um, going into March. And then, you know, then it, 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 it just comes down to – um, some things that they that they have that they have screwed up, you know, in recent games, whether it's turnovers or rebounding or poor defense. I think that if they can, if they can, you know, if they can keep playing the way they did tonight, and maybe hit better than thirty percent um, of their shots and better than twenty six percent in the first half. Um, you know, I think that they can surprise some people, um, but ultimately, I think um, I think some guys need to end up playing a little more consistently, and guard kind of needs to probably settle his rotations down a little bit more, which you actually kind of saw tonight um, with Reavers only playing ten minutes. Um, Wall actually only played 23 minutes. Um, 22 minutes too much out of Wall. That guy looks like he doesn't even belong in the court sometimes. It's anyway, actually keep going. It's actually crazy because he plays so hard. Um, but he's just – there's too many times where he's just not a smart basketball player. It's like he has three strokes every game, and it's when he's a foot from the rim shooting a layup. I mean, that guy's the worst layup shooter I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it wasn't he um he had a tremendously bad uh stat line tonight. He played 23 minutes. He was 0 for 6 um from the field. He was 0 for 2 from from 3. He was 0 for 2 from the the uh, free throw line. Um he did grab two offensive boards, but um obviously those didn't lead to points. So um and two fouls, obviously, because Wall Wall can't get through a game without without at least a couple. Man, I mean, the guy disappears against quality competition. He'll chew up Northern Iowa, and then you might as well not even play him against a ranked opponent. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. It's weird. Um, so you look at the Badgers upcoming schedule, Phil, they have, they have Northwestern on Sunday. Um, and then their next game is, um, at home against Illinois at Purdue and at Iowa. That's a gauntlet. Now, um, Phil, if you were, you know, if you were put in the shoes of, of coach guard, you know what do your lineups look like? Who, who are you? Who are you ultimately giving more minutes to, and and maybe less minutes to? Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good question. I guess for me, and it doesn't look like he's pulled this trigger yet. I'm starting, uh, Mr. Davis. I think that he is 
our most naturally gifted offensive threat, um, at least for one that can be somewhat consistent. And I say that even after he went one of nine tonight, which is embarrassing to see. Um, so I'm probably, I don't know, I'm starting him, I think. And, and Wall needs to Wall needs to sit. Maybe, may, I mean, he's a, he's a fine ball player at times, and I hope if he heats up, you let him run a little bit. But I'm only giving him 10, 15 minutes until he shows me that. Um, and then I would say with Reavers and Potter, you just see whose night it is. Because obviously those guys, um, they aren't consistent enough ball players where they both, always need to be getting 30 minutes like tonight guard saw Potter was having it and he let him play. So, you know, you pick between those two. Um, I think Ford, I was actually watching Ford a little bit tonight and I've never gave him enough credit for how great he is on defense. That guy is, he's a really good defender. And so you, you play him, you play Trice, you start Johnny Davis and then uh, coin flip between Potter and Reavers. Who's, who's running the one thing though, against I or against Illinois Last time we played those guys, I forget the name of their center. We made him look like LSU Shaq. So I don't know what you got to do, whether it's you throw in some of your junk centers to hack the kid or what, but we somebody's got to play better post defense. Otherwise that game's going to be another blowout. So anyway, that's my take on that. Yeah. I, I think there are, um, and, and, you know, in my opinion, I think there are really two guys that, need to ultimately be be really challenged on this team and um and kind of step up as as leaders and one of them is Potter um honestly Potter was awesome last year and if he, yeah. if he can if he can play pretty close to how he did tonight um I think that you know, if some other guys kind of step up a little bit better, um, I think that they actually have have a chance to kind of make some noise in March. But um, honestly, it 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 kind of does start with Potter. He he needs to stay out of foul trouble, and he just needs to play with fire. Um, when that guy's not bringing energy, he's terrible. Yeah, and I mean, he needs to. He needs to crash the glass. And I, you know, I honestly saw that tonight and I was pretty encouraged by it. Um, and then the other guy um, that I think you, you need to challenge and kind of make him earn his minute, his minutes. Um, and, and this is um, this, this comment doesn't sound great after tonight because he actually played really well is actually Davison. Um, tonight yeah. was, tonight has been kind of an outlier for for him. Um, he played really well and ult- ultimately I think that's because his shot was falling. Um, and it, you know, obviously it, it, it's a lot easier to play well when your shot is falling, but, but when his shot's not falling, he still needs to bring it. And, um, lately when his shot has not been falling, which is more often than not, um, he has not been the guy that he he ultimately needs to be to help the team because no one's saying that Davison's um, you know an all Big Ten guy. I mean, he's just not that good. But I think there's still a spot on this team where where he can bring the energy and 
he can play intense defense and, and, you know, get on the floor and, and, um, you know, the rest of the guys on the team are pretty even keel. And if those guys are even keel, well, ultimately that ends up being a not so energetic team. And I think that's kind of gotten the Badgers in a funk this year. Um, you know, especially with no fans, there's just not a lot to get excited about. Um, and th- those two, I think, really really need to step up. They did tonight in a loss, but um, that's my one comment. The other comment is I um, I don't know what happened to, to Reavers. Um it's I don't I I actually can't quite remember a player who is this disappointing um two years after um his sophomore season where you know we were all kind of talking about Reavers like yeah we we, yeah. we have something here like this guy you know in a couple of years I mean he's gonna be good I mean he was playing as a sophomore like yeah this guy's got some skills he can kind of stretch the floor um you know, he gets in the weight room a little bit. He's gonna be, he's gonna be good. He he doesn't look like he's touched the weight room. No. And it, it's. I mean, you know, the last two games, um, combined, he's had one rebound. One. It's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Um, I mean, I've always defended Reavers. He he is. Somehow he is the leading shot blocker in school history. I mean, how is that even possible? He he does yeah. he doesn't bring much more on the defensive end at this point than Potter does. And Potter's not a good defender. I'm I'm sorry, but he's not. He's really not. He's really not. Um but you know, you need to weigh the positives with the negatives and right now and I've, man, I'm the biggest Reavers defender. I mean, you can speak to it. I defended Reavers forever because he's played so yeah. much better defense than Potter, and he's he's been, uh, I mean, such a better rim protector than Potter. And I mean, don't even get me started with the pick and rolls. Oh. Um, he's not. He's just not. He. he I mean, he he's a shell of himself now. And I just don't get it. I mean, he he honestly looks he looks a lot worse than than last year. He does. Um, and so I'm I this this loss was it was tough. Um, it was a tough loss, but um, you know I think ultimately um, if they can kind of find a stroke and and you know shoot at a more normal clip um this team is going to be good it's just that can they find that at some point before the tournament and i don't i don't know if they can i mean it's been it it's been multiple games in a row where they i mean they're just missing open shots ultimately um and that was that was the big difference i i honestly think that it if you charted um, all the shots for Iowa versus all the shots for Wisconsin tonight, and you didn't even look at whether it went in or went out. 
Um, I honestly think that Wisconsin got the better shots tonight. I I really do. That's that's a weird thing to say in a 15-point loss, but the entire game I, I kind of felt good about, you know, what was happening, and then they, you know, a couple things went wrong. Um, the backup center for Iowa banked in a three, and then a couple – That was yeah. – Yeah, and then a couple possessions later after we can't – you know, we're clanking everything off the rim. Um, Garza comes down and, and hits a three where it literally rattled all the way out of the rim and ended up hitting the backboard and came back in. Um, you know, you can't ever say that at six points is a turning point in a 15-point game, but, I mean, that really hurt them because they, they were – I mean, at one point they were down by four, and then – those two plays happen and you know, I mean, what do you do? But um, I think that guard is, is starting to figure out his rotations a little better. And he just, my one qualm is that he just needs to make guys earn their minutes. And I'm hopeful with the minutes played tonight that um, he's starting to do that, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, one last little fun stat that I just dug up on our friend Brad Davis, and we were talking about him not really progressing as a player. And I don't mean to cherry-pick the easiest stat line, but his freshman year, he averaged 12.1 points. Sophomore year, 10.5. Junior year, 9.9. And now this year, 8.6. And all of that comes with him averaging roughly 30 minutes a game every year. Just, Just a little fun stat on the lack of development from Brad Davison. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, um, I don't think that anyone is is saying that he's gotten much better. Now, <clears throat> the one thing that is a little bit cherry picked about that stat is that um, I believe it was his freshman year. Um, that team was awful. Oh yeah, um, no doubt. And so he he had a like a huge role offensively on that team that he didn't even deserve, and he just got a lot of shots. But, like, everything about his, like, percentages and everything is roughly consistent. He's just – I don't know. He didn't he didn't progress at all as a player in my eyes, and I was hoping that he would, being that he was fun to watch his freshman year. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I I, I, I mean, there's no argument. There's, I mean, there's really not. I'd like to put up one, but there's just – you know, he's just not – he doesn't finish at the rim. Um, he's not quick, and – you know, tonight he was good from three, but that's not that's not very consistent. So, um, no. you know, I think um, my last thought, um, you know, you know that I I uh, I kind of search some message boards and and it's bad for my health and you know whatever. Oh yeah, no, I know that. I told you to take a Valium today at noon, right? Um, and it, you know, like I said, it, it, it actually turns out that I actually didn't need it. Cause I, like I said, I, I think they played pretty well. It's just that, um, Iowa, Iowa has scores and Wisconsin doesn't, um, yeah. at the same time, um, I've been seeing some clamoring for 
you know, I'm ready for the season to be over and, and I'm ready for the youth movement, the youth movement to come in and, and, um, you know, things like that. And all I will say is, and, you know, the, the whole Greg guard on the hot seat thing is coming back up too. That's such a, joke. which is classic. Just a joke. Um, and I brought it up to you before and I'll say it again is that I hate our fan base. I'm sorry. And it might be a quiet minority, but I actually don't think it is. Um, our fan base is so spoiled with underperforming guys or with, with guys who have outperformed their expectations based on how they were recruited that we have a year like this where we're going to easily make the tournament. We're going to be middle of the pack big 10 in in a conference that's easily the best in, in the country. And I'm hearing all this stuff about youth movement and guard on the hot seat and all this stuff. And I'm letting you know for all, for all you listeners out there who share the same thoughts, I'm letting you know right now, that you are so spoiled. You are so spoiled. Why is it that Wisconsin just gets to be a great basketball or football team every single year? Why is it that 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 we are entitled to that, but everyone else in the Big Ten's not? That's such a joke. Furthermore, I heard the same shit when Ethan Happ was a senior about how this team's exhausting to watch and all they do is feed it into the post to Happ. Now we don't fucking feed it to the post, and all I hear is we don't feed it to the post enough because guys aren't aren't good enough in the post. And all I heard when, when Happ was a senior was when Happ leaves, this offense is going to open, open up. And now we're here. Happ's gone. And what happened? This did. And now we're clamoring for a youth movement. You know what happens to young players? The defense fucking sucks. Okay? And, uh, you know, the only reason that Wisconsin is above 500 in the toughest conference is because of their defense. I get it that scoring is what people want to see. But it also sucks when you're a fucking sieve. And ultimately, when the youth movement comes in, we're probably not going to score like Iowa, where we can just outscore opponents without, without getting a stop. That's probably not going to happen. Um, my whole thing that I have kind of transitioned to, not even just in sports, but we, we won't get into that is that whatever the masses want, we should just fucking give them, honestly. Get rid of all these dog shit players. Get rid of guard. See what happens. Let's just see what happens. We can revisit We can re- revisit stuff in a few years and see where they're at. And you know what? If I'm wrong, I will fucking say that I'm wrong. But until then, get off your high horse. 
Okay, get off your fucking high horse. You're Wisconsin. It, we're not. We're not Duke. Okay. And in football, we're not. We're not Ohio State. That's not going to happen. Okay, but at the same time, we have a respected program in basketball. We have a respected program in football. That's pretty damn good for two major sports and things that a lot of college programs cannot say. Um, I know I kind of went off on our fan base there, but I, God, I'm so sick of it. That was fun. Um, yeah, you really need to get off those message boards, buddy. It's bad for your health. Your blood pressure cannot be thanking you for that. You know, but is it okay? This is my this is my question. Is it a is it a loud minority, or do many many people share those thoughts that we should get rid of guard and that they can't wait for this team to to leave? Um, I don't know. I don't hear that from a lot of people. Like, there's, I want to say this. Um, if there's one thing that the pandemic taught me. It's how much I like watching sports. So I'm not about to piss away the last whatever we're going to get, five, six, seven games of this team. I'm going to enjoy them. And when it's done, it's done. And then I'll be excited for whoever's coming next year. And anybody who's wishing for that to go away, they might as well go play Dynasty Mode on NCAA March Madness 03 so they can sim the season because that's not how real life works. If you're a fan of the team, you're a fan of who we have, and if you don't enjoy watching it, then go do something else. But you don't have to bitch about an awesome coach that we have and players who are honestly overachieving what their talent level is. So I, I don't know. Anybody who wants to do that isn't worth my time. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, God. As, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Phil, um, we have four games left in the season um, like I said, at Northwestern, um, home against Illinois, at Purdue, and at Iowa. Um, what do you think our record is? Uh, what are we, 15 and 8 right now? Um, um, we are 15 and 8, 9 and 7 in the conference. You know what? I'll be optimistic. I'm going to say we split them. Uh, 17 and 10 we're going to end at, at least going into tournament time. Yeah, I I see a 1 and 3 there, but hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully they, like I said, hopefully guard kind of figured out his uh, rotations a little bit better tonight. And, um, you know, we shoot a respectable amount from not only the three-point line, which was actually respectable tonight, but um, – yeah, hopefully we shoot better than 30% um, for the rest of the season. So, against, by the way, against a terrible Iowa defense, that was actually, the first half was embarrassing. But um, that's probably enough on that game. Um, so, Phil, um, for the people that you were saying uh, should, you know, Ultimately, stop watching Badger basketball because they're a bunch of ungrateful assholes. Um, you know, and they actually want to enjoy their life. Um, 
if they didn't want to watch Badger basketball, Phil, do you have anything that you could recommend to them um, for streaming? For streaming? Or watching, whatever. Um, Phil, did you not prepare for this? This? Um, no, I guess I'm gonna have to go off the cuff. What did I miss? Phil, I th- I, I think I brought this up to you um a couple days ago, but I'll go first. Oh sure. Uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and filibuster a little bit while I uh while I load some messages? Yeah, Phil. Um, have you ever heard of the of the uh, series Yellowstone? Yes. Yeah. So Yellowstone, it's it's not super easy to find. Um, it was it is on the Paramount Network. Um, That's right. Which actually used to be a uh, Spike TV. Uh, little fun fact. Oh, the old Spike TV. Yeah. Um, and. I just recently got into it because I had it on my DVR for a while, but they they hadn't played the first episode. So I was waiting for that to happen. Well, it happens um, recently, and I am almost through season three. Jesus, you're an animal. It is excellent, Bill. It is excellent. Um, if you are a fan of Sons of Anarchy... It is Sons of Anarchy for ranchers in Montana. It is awesome. Wow. Um, it is Kevin Costner in a Western. Can't get any better. It's got Cole Hauser. Um, he was in good. Uh, I think he's best known for Goodwill Hunting. He is excellent in this series. And, um, you know, ultimately it's a bit of a crime drama, but. Um, it is, it is awesome. Um, so that's what I've been into recently. If you guys want an oldie, um, I have also recently start, uh, started rewatching, um, it's always sunny that's on Hulu. Um, and you know, if you guys haven't seen it in a while, there are, there are kind of episodes where you, you know, you kind of forget how, how golden, this series has been for, for such a long time. Um, season two in, in particular is, is, um, you know, that's got five or six classics. Um, me and my friend just watched, um, just watched, um, the Nightman cometh, uh, which I think a lot of my friends can appreciate. Um, just there's, there's too many classic episodes to not go back and, rewatch this series if you haven't in in a while um phil is this gonna be a one-man uh segment or or did you come up with something no i mean uh, this is kind of the time where i say that my tv watching is pretty bad like most people would laugh at if i tell them what i actually watch i mean i watch like network tv so I'm really big on like the Chicago shows and like tonight Law and Order SVU was on. I thought you were going to say the news. Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't mind watching the NBC, NBC 15 morning show. That's not too bad. Um, and then I don't know. I mean, I, I've never been one to do a lot of the like 
long sitcom shows or like the slow burn drama shows. Um, I never did like Breaking Bad or uh, whatever the hell that uh, the Game of Thrones. Like I never, I I could never do any of that stuff because it just doesn't interest me. Um, I do like a lot of the short series on Netflix because I can hold my attention for four episodes. And the most recent one I watched is called The Devil Next Door. That was pretty cool. Um, it's about some Nazi war criminal who like moved to America and then worked at a Ford plant and then they prosecuted him when he was in his 60s. Um, that was pretty fun. But yeah, I'm I'm really bad when it comes to TV recommendations. Any of my friends would admit the same um, so if, if you need that from me, you're in a really sore place. So what you're saying is continue to watch Badger basketball, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I'm pretty much roped into that. That's kind of why I'm making the most out of these last games. Cause after that, it's just watching the finale of the bachelor. So, um, yeah. All right. There you have it. Uh, Phil, do you want to hit on anything else? Um, I want to spend a minute just saying that if the Packers sign JJ Watt, Bailey and I would go out and buy a Jersey each tomorrow. That would be so cool. And I don't care about the cap. I don't care about any of that because I think all of that is mostly made up. Um, but man, it would be cool to see him in a Packer uniform. You think the cap is made up in a sense? I mean, I feel like teams can pretty much prioritize and have like, five to 10 guys and they can figure out how to make it work. I mean, Christ almighty between the Eagles and the saints, they're like a hundred million dollars in the hole for cap and they're going to have a team and they're going to be fine. So I don't know that it it's sure it's, it's not made up, but by and large, if they want JJ Watt, they can get JJ Watt. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm kind of right with you. I think, um, I don't know. I just think it would be cool. And also, I I mean, I think it would be a giant improvement um, to their defense, honestly. Um, oh, yeah. And maybe I'm overrating Watt, but um, but to have to have a DN like that, um, I mean, when's the last time? The pa- I, in fact, the Packers have probably never had a DN in their 3-4 scheme as impactful as as Watt, so bring that to our, you know, to our defense. Oh, I, I, I feel like kind of shores up a lot of things, including probably the secondary. I mean, if we can get pressure yeah. consistently um, with the guys that we have and Watt, um, you know, all of a sudden maybe corners not quite as big of a deal. Right, right. I, I agree. I mean, he's not. It's unfair to compare anybody to Reggie White. J.J. Watt is not going to be Reggie White. He's not at that stage in his career, and he's not as good anymore. But if he can be 70% of J.J. Watt, that is so much better than anything we've lined up at that position. And you're right. It would make the whole defense better just by him being 70% of J.J. Watt. Couldn't have said it better myself, buddy. Um, That's all I got for tonight. How about you? That's about it, everybody. Enjoy the 30-degree weather that's coming our way. Try and get out and get some sun. Yep, get the grills back out. Get the Webers. Here we go. Start smoking. All right. Thanks, Phil.